I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast is for you. I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fit Pro Radio. Today is a really special day because we have a very special guest. Not only have I known her since literally high school, which is kind of crazy, right? Um, but I've known you since high school. You have ever since been my hero. Um, you're someone that I very much look up to. Um, I, so I'm going to introduce Jessica Gallant. She is an entrepreneur. She is a fitness coach. She is a bodybuilder. She is a singer. She is the most magical piano player. Like if you ever get like those little like tickle ivory moments around her, like she's amazing. Um, but then also she is incredibly disciplined, incredibly um, driven in every aspect of life. And I know that even though like we're states away now, it has still been amazing to follow you and to watch you in all your endeavors. And you've been through all of it, like so, so much. Um, but it's never, nothing's ever stopped you. Um, and so I'm really excited mm. to have you on the show because I know, like I've, I've kind of mentioned before, we're talking to fitness instructors. A lot of us yeah. who have been going through this, we, we have been called into fitness. We love it so much, but a lot of times we have no idea what we're doing. And it's really hard to learn and be okay with finding courage in who we are throughout mm -hmm. this big industry. Um, and so I'm really excited to hear your journey and yeah. see how it applies to all our listeners. So let me turn the time over to you. Introduce yourself. Tell us all about you. Yeah, thank you. I love what you said about um, feeling called to fitness. I think that's very much what it was. Um, but yeah, you know, what's funny is I, one of the first moments for me that kind of helped or, or made me feel called to fitness was actually watching you compete in your first bikini show, Way whatever year ago. that was. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like a very um, impactful experience for me. And, and a very long time ago. Um, <laughs> I mean, that feels because we were in high school, right? Or did no, we just, that was we had graduated was just soon after. I think it was 2011 was my first show. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a big moment for me. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Utah, obviously. And um, <laughs> I moved, I moved to Florida in 2009 and mostly for. I really just wanted to change. Um, I never felt particularly connected, I guess, to, um, I guess, my upbringing and surroundings. Um, and I really just kind of felt like I wanted to see, see another part of the world. For me, that was a really big deal. It was my first move out of my parents' house. Um, and I had just finished cosmetology school. Um, and I just wanted to live at the beach. That felt like the ultimate dream. So that was like what pulled me here. Nothing particularly deep, but um, it led me to a lot more <laughs> pursuits because that was like a big way I demonstrated like being brave, you know, and kind of a little more bold than I ever had been. Um, so I feel like that was uh, where, where I started to become a little bit more brave you know, pursuing things that excite, 
that, you know, excite me. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's always weird. Like, oh my gosh, what a loaded question to be like asking to introduce <laughs> Tell me yourself. all and, like, about your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which life? <laughs> like there's been so many, you know, I feel I've really evolved the past even three years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, when I moved down to Florida, that's actually where I was introduced to Pure Bar. So that was my first um, and favorite like group fitness class experience. And I, I worked the desk, um, which everyone knows is kind of like the, <laughs> um, that's like your first step in becoming a Pure Bar instructor is like, first you work the desk and you demonstrate that you're willing to show up on time and connect with clients. And, you know, you're kind of like Pure Bar's number one fangirl when you're <laughs> in that position. Um, and, and I was, um, I really admired um, the fitness instructors. Um, I thought it was so badass to put on a mic and, um, you know, and lead. People's butts. <laughs> yes, it was really intimidating, but I was just like very inspired by it and always very impressed by all of the instructors. And so, you know, after experiencing that, you know, every once in a while, that little thought of like, well, what if I did that? What if I could do that kind of starts to creep in a little bit. And so I guess that's where, um, yeah, I started to toy with the idea of, or just this idea of me being a leader, maybe like, Ooh, I don't know about that, but I like thinking about it at least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, the music was a big deal to me. Music of course is like very empowering. Um, totally can shift the energy in a room. Um, so that was a big draw with Pure Bar in particular. They did, you know, they had a lot of emphasis with like the music. Um, and um, gosh, I, uh, I remember feeling very insecure, very insecure. Um, I tell Mike, sometimes I tell him the story about like, my Costco pants that I had because I didn't have, you know, like nicer like the Costco workout pants, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They came in like a pack and yeah, <laughs> that's what I had. I had two pairs and that's it. Um, you know, and fast forward now in my life where I've since then worked with Lululemon and became an ambassador for them. And I have this just endless options with my athleisure attire, you know, (laughs) but at the time, you know, just even those little components of that group experience, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I don't know about this. I, I kind of feel like a misfit, you know? Um, so I had my little corner in the back that I would, I love the class so much, but it's like, you would never know because I'm so quiet and so introverted and just, but I was just there for the experience and the way it made me feel. Um, and, uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was, I ended up moving back to Utah just very temporarily, um, but nothing really could hold me back um, from coming back to Florida. But I do remember initially hearing the news that a Pure Bar studio was opening in Utah. And um, I was like, oh my God, it's a sign that I'm going, that I, you know, can, I can make it work in Utah. I can do all these magical things I found in Florida and I can make it there. And it's like, totally going to work out. And, um, I remember, I guess I'll just 
try to condense this. I remember having a really, really upsetting and discouraging experience getting interviewed for that. Um, you know, I applied, I was one of the first people um, that was interviewed and I had already had, um, you know, over a year's worth of Pure Bar experience. And at the time Pure Bar was quite new, um, not nearly as popular as it is now. So I thought, well, what better, more relevant experience than Pure Bar itself? And yeah, I got a glowing letter of recommendation from our owner here, who's now one of my really good friends. And I just thought, I've got this. Like, I, oh my God, I'm going to do it. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I remember being asked, well, do you have any like cheerleading experience? What? <laughs> and yeah. And I was like, oh, um, I mean, does sixth grade count? <laughs> like through the rec center? <laughs> does that count? <laughs> Please let it count. <laughs> and I just remember being immediately, I remember she kind of looked me head to toe real quick because I had entered the interview and um, you know at the time I was certainly nowhere near the body composition I am now um, <clears throat> and just my whole demeanor you know I had a lot of growing up to do and I and I was so nervous but so excited so very young very green very yeah just really wanted a chance and um, I, I could very much feel the whole interview interview going south pretty quickly. Um, and leaving that interview, I just kind of knew I'm like, I'm not like the girl that she wants. And I remember feeling like at the time, and thankfully this has improved, but at the time, Pure Bar's um, kind of slogan was like long and lean. They would always mm. use that to describe the physique that pure bar goers had and so immediately felt more exclusive like this is not an inclusive place for you um but that was never I never really felt that way in you know my my home studio here in um Florida and so I just remember being really like upset and at the time not really feeling defensive but feeling like very inadequate like yeah you know, like I definitely don't fit the mold, like why I'm not a long and lean person. <laughs> and in fact, I've soon discovered I will never be one. <laughs> not actually in the cards for me. I was born <laughs> with a certain set of genetics and um, yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's hard. not a then, thing that's And that feels a... really defeating. Yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. that, and, and it's hard not to take something like that personally when it literally is personal oh, it was all personal yeah it, it was is all personal. personal and it was and it was really unfortunate that my experience and and I had um cosmetology experience so I knew how to connect with clients and work with people one-on-one -on -one and quite closely so I felt like that was a really good thing I could you know contribute to that to the pure bar experience and I just remember feeling like I was immediately judged and not really even given a chance after that and so I put Pure Bar away for a couple years um, and just kind of toss it up as like, it's not for me and, or maybe I'm not for Pure Bar. <laughs> that was a little bit more how it felt um, <clears throat> until I went through a divorce <laughs> and uh, revisited the studio down here again. And um, I 
I reached out to the owner and I said, I, I want to do this again. I want to go to training. So she sent me to training. Um, I had a lot of fear I still, you know, especially coming back from that, um, interview where it was basically like, yeah, you're not good enough. And yeah, <laughs> that, that would be really scary to walk right back into that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, because I knew, thank goodness, like the studio owner here, she believed in me. And so that was enough for me to even pursue the interview, you know, in Utah. Um, but I, I went through training. I was absolutely mortified. Um, the deal was, you know, you need to be consistent at least three to four times a week. And you need to be doing that, I think, for at least like six to 12 months. Like, I want to see that you are committed. And so I did. Um, and I remember still always feeling like you're not, you're not lean enough. You're not fit enough. You can't even make it through with the thigh series without shaking or coming out of, you know, coming out of it. Like that was a big thing. If you could make it through thighs without breaking form, then it was like, you are the elite <laughs> at all costs. You must be like, you're shaking like violently, but it's like, I will not but come still out a statue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I just remember having this really intense, um, self-judgment, you know, still. Um, but I was really determined um, to make it work. Fast forward. Um, I was the instructor that took the longest, by the way, to finally do my test out video. Um, with Pure Bar, there's a very strict protocol with, uh, you know, your verbiage and the class structure. Um, it's a franchise. So, you know, there's a formula, right? Um, so I was very intimidated by that. It took me, I used like the maximum amount of time given <laughs> to <laughs> practice and um, memorize an entire class. And then they submit a test out video where they record you and then they send it to corporate. And it's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was definitely one of the slower instructors just because, you know, I think back now and like I was full of self-doubt and self-judgment and perfectionism where it's like, I just felt like I had more to prove and I didn't have a lot of space for mistakes. Um, and then I taught for three years um, and ended up being able to, you know, just have the drop of a hat go and cover a class for someone or memorize choreo in 30 minutes versus days, you know, <laughs> weeks um, and weeks of practicing. <laughs> yes. And like, I mean, I literally, I wish I had my journal to show you, like I used to literally write down verbatim, everything I would say, even hello, my name is Jessica. I'll be your instructor as if I need like, cue like I need to, to remember that part is the most important part. But honestly, that is, oh. can we just like pause there for a second and just say like mm -hmm. for anyone that's a new instructor, that is a really, really great idea though, because yeah. so often we get so caught up in, yeah, the perfectionism, the choreography, like the, the movement of my, like, you know, like am I perfectly at a 45 degree angle of my arm, but that if you can just take that time to like practice script and really perfect, like now how easy is it to stand in front of anyone, not even just mm -hmm. a class, but just anyone and would say, remember your name and that you can yeah. be the instructor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have everything it takes to lead. And that's so empowering. Um, and that was, that was then, you know, thank goodness. I mean, there were so many times through 
you know, not only just getting to the training and having the courage to say, Hey, I want to be an instructor. I'm going to do this, um, again, (laughs) but then, um, you know, having the courage to continue to teach, um, that's what ultimately led, led to my, um, relationship with Lululemon. So they started to, (laughs) I think the process is a bit different now, but they used to kind of do this like proposal where if they had an ambassador in mind, they would like basically stalk you. (laughs) So they would, so I'm like, why am I seeing all these people from Lululemon coming into my classes all the time? Like for a couple months, I'm like, Oh, here, here they are again, here they are again. (laughs) And I was just like, what is going on? Um, and it was like during a very, this was towards the end of my teaching career, um, in Pure Bar and, uh, they, they proposed, you know, will you be our ambassador at the end of my class? And I just remember getting these flashes of like, okay, three years prior to that, I was in a very different position. I was being denied, um, questioning my ability or even right to be a leader in the fitness space. Um, and I remember, I'll never forget this. Um, the manager at the time said, she said what they noticed was um, that every single class, there was an effort to make sure everyone was seen and included. And, you know, I, and I was so glad that was, that was, I guess, acknowledged or, or noticed because I used to be the girl sitting in the back with my Costco pants, <laughs> you know, really, <laughs> feeling very not like I listen I don't have Lululemon on I'm not the most fit I am I don't really look like a ballerina and never will um and you know I love this class but this is a bit too advanced for me or a bit too whatever um and I remember anytime an instructor would acknowledge me or they would acknowledge our efforts you know they in pure bar we're told, you know, when you're addressing clients over the mic, make sure to say their name. You must say their name. Like that is part of the process. Um, and I just remember if I'd hear my name, it'd be like, okay, yes, I am. I'm doing it. I, I'm doing yeah. it right. Yeah. And I'm okay got to it. be here. Yeah. 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 And so that was really impactful. And I, and I felt like this, this kind of led me to realize, um, you know, you and I talked previously, previously about like, how do we discover ways that we shine as a, as a fitness instructor? And I think, um, there's so much emphasis on like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? But I think what ironically, what you can do is you show others how they can shine. Sometimes maybe that's more obvious than you know, your own strengths or, um, superpowers. Um, so I, I really felt like that was huge was like, how do we show other people that they can shine? Like in this space, in this group fitness class, there's an opportunity to show somebody that they belong here and that they're contributing to the energy in this room. Um, and that they're an important part of it, you know, 
versus just making it all about you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which no, is sometimes 100%. maybe the pressure we feel. Like we got to perform. A lot of times that, yeah, it's up, to, it's up to us. And if the class is terrible, it's only because of us when, yeah. and even still like, like kind of adding, I think we find our superpowers. If we have no idea, if you have no idea what your superpower is, I think you find it by doing. And I yeah. think you find it by helping other people realize their own potential. Um, I know that I've, de- I personally have developed strengths within teaching or within anything I've done when I've helped others do the same thing or try and find themselves through it. And you've probably seen that too. Like even when you started doing cosmetology, like there's something amazing about helping someone feel beautiful for maybe the first time or the first time in a long time. Um, And we feel that in group fitness a lot, like helping somebody realize maybe they're stronger than they thought they were. Or maybe they could do something a lot harder than they ever, ever imagined themselves doing. And that's when we find ourselves is when we help other people unlock that. I love that you said that. Everything you're saying, I'm like calling people by name, making them feel (laughs) seen and, and how important and like how pivotal was that in your career, but Mm -hmm. how pivotal was it for you as that student in the Costco pants, (laughs) in the Costco leggings? Um, (laughs) And how important did that make you feel to the point that you could blossom into finding that confidence to be rejected once and then to try again and then come so far through that I love that yeah yeah that was um yeah I guess it's it's just kind of ironic but I think those that like make the most impactful or just like leave an impression are the ones who help that student see themselves for the first time or you know, or maybe help them change their mind about themselves, yeah. you know, cause had it not been for several of the instructors, I don't, who, who believed in me, they helped kind of like plant that seed that maybe I can do this. And it helped me change my mind about myself. Um, and you know, that kind of that self judgment was like really what held me back in, in a lot of ways throughout my whole life, but, um, I had, I had written something down earlier. I really feel like that insecurity that we experience, it, it feeds off the judgments that we have for ourselves. Right. For sure. Yeah. And so this past year, you know, I've worked a lot, I've, I've tried to work through a lot of the self judgments and self really just intense criticism um, and then ways I projected on others too. It's like, it's really, you know, juicy when you, <laughs> when you start to explore that, but you know, the, the biggest thing for me was, okay, let's try to diminish the, um, insecurity, but how do we do that? Well, we address the self-judgment. Well, how do we do that? And for me, the shift from judgment to curiosity was pivotal. That's yeah. been pivotal for me. It was like, well, tell me what that okay. looks like. Tell me how you because sometimes we think it's all in the same thing, or it's sometimes we have like the hardcore people that are like, you have to judge yourself to find yourself. One's like, no, sometimes it's like, no. Like, tell me how you shifted that self-judgment to curiosity. Yeah. I think judgment sometimes feels very final. You know, the, just the language, you know, feels like a, I, I literally see like a judge pounding the gavel. (laughs) Like, this is what you are. It feels very definitive, you know, just like, this is you you are this, you are not that. So I've loved to be, to 
I've, I've started to practice saying, well, what if I'm wrong? Just that, just that, (laughs) like can lead you down such a rabbit hole of just self-discovery and just exploring what, what would it look like if I, if I was a pure bar instructor, what if I was the best pure bar instructor? (laughs) What if I I became a favorite, you know, (laughs) what, what if I became well-loved by these women who I'm very intimidated by, you know, or, you know, later after my pure bar career in, (laughs) I pursued bodybuilding. Um, and that was very scary for me. Um, I bodybuilding gave me the opportunity to basically squash everything I thought I knew <laughs> about, uh, you know, what my body can and can't do, what it should or shouldn't look like. Um, so yeah, really just literally the question, what if I'm wrong? That can, that can completely open up your world. Wow. You know, what if you're wrong about your own judgments of your, of yourself? Like, I'm not good at that. Well, what if you're wrong? What if you could be? you can be wrong, like give yourself space to be wrong. And that's okay. And I think it keeps us, it keeps us really not just humble, but when we're in that space of, of really asking ourselves, like it's those people that are like, like, for example, I think I've shared in past episodes, like I had an instructor that was like, I want to teach bar, but I don't have the body for it. And I was like, well, what if, what if you did? who said, who said that a bar instructor has to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so she ended up going through a a training, a certification. And she was like, now an amazing instructor. And like, nobody walks into her class saying you have the wrong body. Like literally nobody thinks that. Um, but it's just that, that ability to question yourself and, and in such a positive way, like, what if I'm, I love that. What if I'm wrong? And I think that also helps us move out of our own way and be able to see things as they are like what if you could be a really great bodybuilder what if you could be a really great I don't know whatever you want to be rocket scientist Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know but being able to just to ask that question or say you know like I'm like even digging in like I'm terrible at math but what if I wasn't you know like what if you just like now I'm just, my brain is just blowing up <laughs> because how many opportunities in our lives do we have to ask ourselves that question and to learn something new about ourselves? I think it's mm-hmm. just fear. We're just afraid oh, yeah. of what's on the other side of what if I am wrong? What if I could yeah. be great? Yeah. How safe, how much more safe is it to just be like, oh, I'm not good at this thing. Good thing. I don't have to try now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, another thing you I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Yes. But then it's like another opportunity or path that you may never discover or, and, and for me, so many of these pursuits, they've led me to people and people need people. And like, yeah. they led me to these experiences and connections that I needed um, in order to keep going. And it, and it started to show me like how, when you follow or start to challenge those limiting beliefs, you know, I think those are the ones worth challenging. Yeah. Um, when you start to challenge those and you start to just be brave to go down that path, that's really exciting to you, even though it scares you. Um, but just do it anyways, stepping on stage, we're finally going to, you know, the certification training that you need to do, whatever it is, that's super scary. Um, you know, by doing that, you're going to be aligned with the right people. Yeah. Like there's a reason I really feel like 
you know, we have these sparks and we're drawn and towards certain things because there's opportunity in it for us. You know, I don't think that it would make us feel, I don't think I would have felt what I felt when I watched you compete for the first time. And, and just seeing everybody else step on stage, I'm like, what is this world? (laughs) And I could never stop thinking about it since, you know, and I'm so glad I didn't just smash it or just, you know, pound the gavel and say, well, that's not for me. Well, it's like, well, (laughs) what What if it was? I know. (laughs) And, and what if you hadn't gotten to this point? Like, I don't know. I think you're, I always think you've always been super brave in everything you've always done. And something that, um, as you were speaking, I thought of Jen Sincero, the author of You Are a Badass. Um, That Uh book is just awesome, I think. But I think somewhere, (laughs) oh, it's so good. Um, But somewhere in there, it says, you know, you're doing the right thing if you feel like you're running through fire, wetting your pants. And that's just become like a huge motto for me because it's like that thrill, that excitement, um, and the opportunity to do something so much bigger than us is never going to feel comfortable. Um, but when we take that door, when we like see that, that spark, when we see that cracked door and we just like run through it, wetting our pants and all like Mm -hmm. the amazing things that have, that come, not just opportunities, but the growth that we feel. And I know that you're all about growth and personal development. Mm -hmm. So what are some things like, take me through your process? What kind of brought you into that self-development world Mm -hmm. and life that now is so, it's just a part of you? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love progress. I love being able to witness my own growth. I love watching and kind of guiding clients now through that. Um, So I think what really helped me develop tools and um, things to implement to help gauge my progress was when I worked with sports model project. So I started working with Hattie, um, Hattie Boyle. Yeah. I was going to say for those who haven't heard, it's Hattie Boyle, the sports model project. She's awesome to follow. Yes. She's yeah. She's such a beautiful writer. Um, she competes in the WBFF, um, world fitness champion fitness is the division she competes. And she was one of the first competitors, um, that I was introduced, introduced to in WBFF and um, someone who just immediately inspired me and I've been drawn to her ever since. Um, this was years ago. And then in 2020, um, when like the whole world shut down, that was supposed to be my first year of competing. Um, and I know a lot of others were the same. Um, and instead of competing, um, I decided to sign up with sports model project. Um, and it was, (laughs) it definitely reminded me a bit of, you know, a previous phase going, pursuing pure bar and being brave enough to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm just going to do it. Like one, two, three jump. Um, and I remember getting this missed call. Mike and I had gone to the beach. It was like the last day the beaches were open here. And I got a missed call from an Australia number. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. And just freaking out. (laughs) and um yeah ended up working directly with Hattie and it was incredible um so I worked with her in 2020 and then I just finished my contract with her a couple months ago in December um and she totally changed my life um the see we were talking about like 
what some of the practices were, things that now I implement. Um, so, you know, not only learning about the fundamentals of fat loss and biomechanics with your resistance training and how to build your body, um, but also uh, so much of the, the programming and the coaching experience I had with her was mentorship and how to implement tools to help you self-regulate and be accountable for your health, for your results, for your emotions, yeah. um, everything. Um, journaling is actually one tool. So just to get specific, um, is one tool that we've learned um, you know, the central nervous system, it really has one job and that is to regulate. So whatever responses we have, um, well, it, you know, it's your system doing its best to keep mm -hmm. you safe. Okay. So knowing that we can start to use that to our advantage. So I learned a lot about practicing mindfulness, just noticing that would always be like, let's just notice how you feel rather than judge or let's just get curious. Okay. Why, why did I, why am I feeling like this? Or just acknowledging I'm feeling like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's all we need is just acknowledgement that it's there. And then learning how to um, just sit with it, <laughs> sit with the discomfort, maybe sit with some resistance that we're feeling. Um, I don't want to do my cardio or I don't want to hit my session today. Um, I don't want to submit my check-in today. Um, Me, last or, week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, I don't want to memorize new choreo for my class. Like whatever resistance you're feeling, well, okay, it's there. It's probably always going to come up. We're always going to experience resistance, but we're, <laughs> that is in fact, like what you said, that is where the growth occurs and that's where we have to implement the practice of discipline and doing it anyways um but it becomes a lot easier when you do it from a spirit of um you know curiosity versus judgment like yeah. oh you're so stupid why are you feeling this way you know judging how we're feeling versus just acknowledging that we're feeling a certain way um that's been a huge tool in um my growth in progress, I would say, um, having moments this year being like, ah, the old Jessica would have done this. I can tell now I'm like, I feel the exact same way. That's still a trigger or, you know, this environmental factor is still making me feel this way. Mm -hmm. But now I have the awareness. So I, I, I have a choice now because I'm aware of it. Yeah. And, and um, the tools to do something with yeah. whatever you're feeling yeah. or experiencing. Yeah. So the, the journaling, you know, for, for example, feeling really overwhelmed um, is something that can inhibit us. A lot of us from moving forward. We're overwhelmed yeah. with choreography. We're overwhelmed with this interview that's about to happen, overwhelmed with a packed out class, um, whatever it can be. Journaling has been proven to help regulate. Um, just taking pen to paper will slow down your thoughts. When you think about being overwhelmed, you're often having a lot of spewing thoughts that are also incomplete and they're all kind of going at once yeah. and it feels scattered. It doesn't feel clear. So journaling can help counterbalance all of that energy by giving us clarity. It forces us to slow down 
um, huge tool. So that became, you know, when people think of being coached by Hattie Boydell, they think of like, oh, your sessions are probably just so crazy and like so intense. I'm like, well, yes, but that's not the hard work. Mm -hmm. The hard work. Emotionally, (laughs) they're intense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, yeah, physically we're, again, physically we grow through resistance. This is Mm -hmm. why we resistance trade. We are challenging our body to push to new levels, which is what sparks that growth, new muscle tissue. I mean, it's, it's so cool. It's such a metaphor, but like, (laughs) yeah, the hard work though is showing up to your session or Mm -hmm. for me can be taking a recovery day, a proper recovery day or going to bed earlier. Like when I'm so resistant to it, that's where, that's the hard work that no one sees, you know? Um, and that's the hard work that makes or breaks whether or not I'll keep propelling through those next levels. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And then with that, what are some things that you've practiced because just like any human, I'm assuming that you, I could be wrong. You tell me (laughs) if I'm wrong. Have you ever experienced not just self-judgment, but comparison with other people, Mm. Um, especially in a sport um, like bodybuilding, but then also just in a literal comparison, a literal comparison (laughs) and what's hard, but people don't understand about bodybuilding. Um, Like we love it. It's a, there's a lot of respect I have for the sport as a competitor, um, but it's a very subjective sport. You're judged by somebody else and someone else's opinion. And you have like, they don't care about your story. They don't care about how hard you work. Mm-hmm. They don't care about any injury you were coming back from. They just care about what they see right there. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even, so I manage a bunch of fitness instructors who are incredible humans and I see it every single day that they feel that same feeling of mm-hmm. I'm being judged from the outside, from things I can't control. People have no idea that I was just up all night with a screaming baby or that yeah. I just can't got home from the hospital from my husband being sick or yeah. that I'm just coming back from an injury. People don't see that. People don't care. How do I combat that comparison that either I'm feeling that they might be having about me. You know what I mean? Like maybe mm-hmm. they're judging me. Maybe they're not. Chances are yeah. they're, you're probably wrong, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but like, how do we deal with those feelings and how do you deal mm-hmm. with that in yourself, that comparison or um, yeah, mostly the comparison to others, especially if someone says that out loud, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I love that instructor so much better. You should be more like them. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. that happens. So like, what is yeah. something that maybe you would say to that? Um, it was like I, 18 I questions, it, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I get the gist. It's just like, really, how do we, how do we manage self-comparison? How do we yeah. manage comparison? Um, and yeah, in the fitness space, I think it's especially intimidating, um, because we do, we, you know, we're in a society where we are often judged at face value, but to be fair, that's often what we're given right away. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. easiest, most accessible way that we have to judge ourselves oftentimes and others. So I think there's, you know, I don't think it's helpful to be dismissive of the physical. Um, it's just, it's just one part of you, but it is not all of you. 
Um, so I'm, I'm someone that really resonates with words. Affirmations are very helpful to me. Um, you know, not all of us are, but for me, I just the very simple mantra that's very popular. No one is you. And that is your power. Oh, wait, will you say that for us one more time? No one is you. No one is you. And that is your power. You know, when I think about, so I just launched my coaching business a couple months ago. I mean, if congratulations, it's a huge deal. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something I felt very compelled to do and, but, oh my gosh, you know, when I think about how many people are doing it so much better than me, or maybe have done it longer than me, you know, I like to, I implement a lot of things that I've learned through sports model project. I'm not shy about that either. You know, my clients, I tell them from my experience and what I've been told and you know, I really try to give credit where credit's due. Um, like I said, Hattie really did help me change my life. Um, but I also realize, you know, people are drawn to you usually for you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at like brands, you know, from a, like a business sense, um, personal brands, well, they're successful usually because of the person behind it. Um, a lot of uh, like Lauren Simpson, She's someone that I have loved in this space. She's done a lot of really, yeah, a lot of really positive things with educating um, proper technique and biomechanics, hugely important, especially as a new person in the gym. Um, She's an incredible person to follow because she helps show you exactly how to utilize this machine. I mean, that's part of the fear is like looking stupid, (laughs) Um, you know, but I look at her and I'm like, oh, like what an impact she's made. And she's so beautiful and she's got all these things. And, uh, <laughs> but then I'm like, well, and then she just launched the, uh, um, an athleisure brand. And I'm like, you know, people are buying that athleisure brand because they love Lauren. Yeah. Not necessarily because it's some groundbreaking athleisure brand or material, but it's because of her. Right. Um, you know, and I, and I look at so many other, um, they tend to all be WBFF competitors, um, or maybe that's just Instagram, Instagram algorithm <laughs> doing its thing for me. Like but... you would like this girl probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of them have launched athletic lines and I want to buy from all of them mm-hmm. because I love them all for who they are. I'm like, oh, this is Rachel's brand and this is Lauren's <laughs> brand. And I'm happy to wear this. And I'm happy for this purchase because I love this person. I like, I noticed those behaviors in myself. So I'm like, why wouldn't someone want to learn from me? Yeah. And if they don't, that's okay. <laughs> they, you can't, you can't appeal to everyone. Yeah. And you, you don't know, want you don't, to. No, I mean, and it's actually impossible. I mean, you really can't. Um, so I've, you know, through business, I've, I've really learned that if you are authentic and you stand your ground with your policies, um, you know, just certain principles that you live by that are important to you for your business, you know, they may not be as important to others, but if they're important to you, well then, then take care of them. And what I've noticed is that I always through, um, you know, hair and makeup business, Gallant Glam, we always attract the right client now because, um, so what I've learned is like by being consistent with the things and elements of business that are important to me, 
I'm receiving the right clientele and I, and I've made space for them and I don't have room for those that aren't aligned with that. And it's totally fine because they can go find someone else that's more aligned with what they're looking for. And there's just, there's so much space. There really is so much space for every type of leader or business or fitness instructor and to attract a crowd and a following, you know, everyone, everyone really can, can shine. But I think that is actually that belief is something that's actually lacking quite a bit. For Um, sure. In every, in a lot of people, a lot of areas. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, to put it simply, it's a scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. If you do actually believe, and maybe, maybe if you're on the fence, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're like, Ooh, I don't know about that. We'll just put it to the test. Yeah. Just challenge it and see like, well, what if I'm wrong? (laughs) Um, Chances are you'll be proven wrong, which is really cool, especially for those limiting beliefs. Um, You know, when I was like, for example, I'm relating this to business, but I think it goes hand in hand with being a fitness instructor or leader, Um, you know, being really scared to take a deposit for my brides and increase my prices. Um, Very nerve wracking because it's kind of this like, well, who am I to do that? Or there's other people who are doing it better. But I'm like, well... (laughs) There's also a lot of people who aren't. Mm-hmm. And I also know what I bring. I, I know what I bring to the table. I, I feel good about this. You know, I go through all these, you know, these conversations with myself and um, didn't skip a beat. Not one person, not one person had a problem with a price increase or a, a deposit. Yeah. Not one person. And those that did, well, they found someone else. They left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. And then I just made space for someone who was aligned with it. So, um, you, you know, Pure Bar, very much I saw this tendency because we all have our own personalities, right? But you'll get, for me, I tend to be a bit more calm on the mic and a lot more just like. Zen. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Even though it's like the music's blasting, I try to counterbalance the energy just instinctually by trying to be really clear and making sure like while people are shaking and they're so intense and they're set and they're like dying I'm trying to remind them that they're not dying you know like you're gonna be okay you can breathe we're gonna finish this together (laughs) yes like that's my style um but and, and people would would make sure to try to come to my class if they could for that reason whereas other people are like I need someone like a little more like all the hype I need someone to be yelling mm-hmm. at me and so they would you know go to the instructors that are going to be a little more vocal a little louder um and that's fine yeah I'm like that's well that's not me you know they love her for the for these reasons because she's her they mm-hmm. love me because I'm me um so I think it's really just you know it may sound really cheesy and maybe kind of um uh, I don't know like too simple but like, if you really just be like, well, what if people really just wanted to come to my class because of me, you know, they just like my energy. They like my company. Um, there's a lot of power in that. Like I said, like brands and places and things that I want to buy often have to do with the face behind the brand or in front of the brand. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I want to buy this, you know, muscle nation, Hattie <laughs> Boydell sports bra because it's Hattie. Like, and <laughs> she it. wears the same one. <laughs> yes. No, it's true. And I think, I think there's a lot of power in, in being able to get there. Um, I just mm-hmm. see all these brand new instructors 
And my heart goes out to those who have faced that rejection. And a lot of them who, who feel like, like they don't belong because of who they are or what they look like. And I just want to like shake them and be like, no, if you didn't fit into their box or what they, what they think they, they need, that doesn't mean you don't fit into whatever box or that you can't create your own or that there are people out there that just want to be part of you, the you experience. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like don't take rejection from this place as an end all because like even you, same brand, same company were rejected in one space and then were a hundred percent what the other space needed. Mm-hmm. And, and I think being able to just like take that because yeah, is rejection discouraging? A hundred percent. Is it super heartbreaking? Yes, a hundred percent. But what can we learn from it? And what can we do to recover and try again? Um, so what is something that you would maybe tell young Jessica of 2000? When was that your first Pure Bar Utah audition? Oh <laughs> audition. I'm not sure. Audition it interview. Probably, <laughs> it, it had to have been 2011. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Well, if you, if you could go back to her and like give her a big hug, what would you say to her in that moment? Oh, the first thing that comes to mind is you have no idea. Um, <laughs> like what's about to come, but See, I, I didn't know, tell you this one. I didn't tell you this yeah. question ahead of time. I just <laughs> threw it at you. I mean, that's fine. I guess just stay determined, channel whatever emotions are coming. There's a lot of anger that was coming up at the time. Um, a lot of shame almost. It was, it, I think it was shame if I had to put a label on it of just feeling like shameful that I even stepped foot into that interview because of the way I left feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I soon discovered that I was pretty good about channeling my emotions into action. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Just, you have no idea. And it's really only over if you decide to throw in the towel. I mean, really, um, I'm so, so passionate about the, I guess just how much control we have over our um, opportunities, I'll say. Um, I know there's a lot more resistance and variables that are in all of our lives that, that may change what type of opportunities you know, we may have access to, but I think the most resourceful and most accessible thing we all have is an open mind and a determination. those two things. And like, if you decide that something is totally off the table for you, well, you're never, what makes you think you'll even step foot towards that direction again. You've already, you've already made the decision. Mm -hmm. You've already closed the book, (laughs) but if you can at least like keep it open, like maybe not even do anything, you know, but at least um, not be driven by the defeat or, or not controlled by it. Um, yeah, you'll, the, the world is your oyster. You know, I just think we just 
challenging those limiting beliefs is is the best thing you could you could possibly do and you just have no idea what kind of opportunities will come your way if you just stay open enough yeah. um we've never imagined my life where it is now having uh, the people in my life who I have now having the opportunities to have been coached and um knowing how to navigate and you know my own emotions and systems and and how to gauge my own progress and how to build a body I want to build um, and how to uh, do all these things. I now kind of feel like I have a blueprint, but it's like, ooh, there's a lot of moments looking back where things, I basically kind of press pause for a while, you know, cause it was really just, it does, it crushes you. Yeah. Um, but it just, it doesn't have to be over unless you say it is. That's, that's the biggest <laughs> takeaway. I love it. What I would tell myself. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, that was really awesome. (laughs) What are things, give me one final word. I feel like we've dug into so many really awesome topics and you've shared so openly and beautifully that it doesn't matter what we go through that you can challenge those beliefs. You can get curious. You can take time to step back and sit in the discomfort of what we're feeling. So that way you can see more options and get more curious about our, our potential. If you had to say one final word for our instructors, for our listeners, to young Jessica, to future Jessica, or Jess, what mm-hmm. would you say? Um, remember insecurity feeds off self-judgment. So try to eliminate those harsh judgments of yourself. And you do this just by making space for yourself to practice. Think, okay, well, maybe we're not good at memorizing. So maybe we need more practice. Or maybe we're not good with... Uh, you know, the admin components of business, business management. So maybe we need more practice or maybe we're not good with our musicality. (laughs) All right. So we need more practice. Maybe we need some help. (laughs) So giving space, like give yourself space, make the space for imperfection. Like you cannot just expect, okay, certification done. And now it's time to be the perfect. And now I'm a rock star. (laughs) And now I am perfect. Um, You know, the work's just never done. It just never is. So really allowing yourself that space at whatever level you're at, like that is how, that's how we progress. That's the irony of it is that it's never perfect. It's like, I always tell my coaching clients, I'm like, you don't, you know, when they're first learning macros or something, it's like, you don't we're not just inherently good at this. What did you think just by me assigning you macros, you're just boom, going to be good at it. (laughs) No, we we have to have space to practice. So, you know, by being coached, you've just, you've just given yourself opportunity and a space to practice. Um, So yeah, practice mindset and uh, yeah, giving yourself all the room you need to improve. Yeah. And to be okay making mistakes along the way, because let's yeah. be honest, that's how a lot of us learn really, really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the absolute, the failures and the rejections are the absolute best. It can be pivotal. It's yeah. like, 
that can that can be exactly what you needed to push you, you know, um, to that next level. Um, failure, yeah, failure can definitely be our greatest teacher. That's that's for sure. Tell us where we can find you, and because if oh. you if you don't already follow, you should. Um, <laughs> but because yeah. yeah, yeah, that's bottom it. That's the bottom line. Um, but on your on your social media, you're really good at not only sharing your own personal journey through bodybuilding, through sharing coaching, but then you're also really really great about sharing the lessons that you've learned and the mindset that you're in, and how to like you said, be open to all of it to be open to the rejection, to be open to the mistakes and to be open to all the good things that come from all of it. And so tell us where to find you, how we can follow you. And you can even share like your business stuff because we do have people in Florida. So for those getting married, follow her business, (laughs) follow all of it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's great. You can find me being very, very vulnerable on Instagram stories a lot of the time. So my handle is jessica.a.gallant. Um, and then I actually have linked both of my businesses in my bio, also my last name. Um, I swear it's not an egotistical thing. It was actually <laughs> kind of paying homage because, you know, I didn't go by gallant growing yeah. up. Um, so it's kind of just paying kind of that, that tribute to that side of my family who I discovered later in life. Uh, fun fact, but anyways, yeah, it's really Instagram is probably where I'm the most active and I have my coaching website. Um, it's gallantcoaching.org, um, also linked in my Instagram. So yeah, lots of fun, exciting things happening about to prep next week. So really crazy. That's so we'll really not big. be eating 3000 calories. <laughs> but that's day. something else. Honestly, <laughs> Jessica also shares amazing recipes that are just like things that are so simple. She eats yeah. a burger through prep like things that I never every thought week. were possible every <laughs> single week. And you just make, you make fitness look very fun. I will say like, just like, I know we were wrapping up, but I need to let you know publicly yeah. that there have been so many times, whether I was bodybuilding or even this last year being pregnant that I was just, I felt like it wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And being able to watch you find joy create joy and just make you it's really easy to follow you because you share so authentically and you share the ugly you share the real and um you are really really awesome at making things look (laughs) for lack of better language right now because I just let all my emotions come out you make it look fun you made me found find love for fitness again when I was kind of like burned out and over it for a minute so thank you everybody I 10 out of 10 recommend following (laughs) Jessica because she makes food fun she makes fitness fun and she just makes everyone feel a little bit braver by just being herself so thank you for doing that that's an honor thanks for telling me that that's that's a huge that's a huge privilege to be on Instagram and be able to connect um and this is my tissues right here <laughs> oh thank you so much for telling me that um I could only hope that that's the impact I mean sometimes it does, it's not that deep you know but I I I hope that that's that's the impact because like I said it's a huge privilege to be able to even connect and have that opportunity 
um, on social media of all things. Um, what a, what a cool thing to be able to do. But that makes me so happy. I love that we get to do this now. Um, it's crazy that we could stay connected, even like yeah. you said, across after the country. So long. Across the country, <laughs> yeah. across different axes so of time. life. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we were both very, very different people <laughs> at Timpanogos yeah. High School than we are now. <laughs> but honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. And I, I love that we can stay connected mm-hmm. even through such different phases of life that we're both in you are very inspiring and I'm just really grateful for your friendship and for all of it and thank you for being here today I know that this was so valuable for not just me but everyone who's gonna listen so with that said an honor really we will see you guys follow Jessica on the next one yeah see you on the gram yes (laughs)